my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. It's Geek Stuff, TNG. What the fuck is a reboot? We're gonna be rolling out a lot of new things. Where the stars in this piece of shit? Oh, I am the sandwich. No one of consequence. You can find me on Xbox at Fat Dumbledore. <laughs> you know what keeps going through my head? Where's my sandwich? I am Monty. Excellent. You're crushing my soul and giving me a headache at the same time. There'll be food and drink and ghosts. Show me what you got. Is it too late to say that I, I kind of don't care for Star Wars? You can say that Dream. and find your way out the door. <laughs> the force is strong with this one. And I am Big Kev. Hail to the king, baby. Yo, that kid Monty is fired. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Ah, uh, mighty Isis. And here we Go. So, um, a lot of stuff happened this week. That's what you got? That's what you're going to open well, the show with right it. there? That's, well, that's I, the I enthusiasm? Can't, I, how can I possibly replace you? That's the enthusiasm. Like, like oh, come on. And that's how you start his the show. That's, what? <laughs> <laughs> Would you say dumb? No, that's how you, we should have just, and then I said to his mother, oh, and then, and then everyone laughs and, okay, guys, we're doing the show now. You know, it would have been. Oh, I get it. Like, like we made a really funny joke, and yeah, like, like we're fake. I get it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, like we're we, not like we show. like each other. We're not that yeah. show. We like each other. Anybody who thinks we don't like each other really doesn't isn't paying attention. Or they are. <laughs> it's one or the other. Uh, boys, no, how's? No. <laughs> I'm joking. Uh-uh. Relax. No. Relax. There. Uh, oh, Relax. by the way, by the way, uh, Mr. Sandwich. The next time I see you. I have a physical message from OG. Is he going to smack me? I can't confirm Can nor I- <laughs> deny the request made. All like right. Punch in the dick. If it has any physical violent element to it, I can't really say. All it's, right. it's either like a, a, a slap upside of the head or a thumbs up. I don't know what we're going for, but the mystery in front of it is See? the best part of it. And that's and and that is possibly the most contentious relationship on this show. <laughs> so if you're thinking like, oh, they don't like each other, we do. We, we do, do like we each do. other. We do. Oh, yeah. Kev gave We're me a great recommendation for a show. Four, and I loved it. it was or great. Ten, depending on the year, diverse individuals who are putting together this program. Is there somebody Simple else? As that. <laughs> there you go. Um, boys, we have uh, we have a lot of things. There's a lot of shows and movies to really just kind of catch up and talk about uh, today. So let's just hit on our Patreon real quick. Patreon.com slash Geeks of TNG. For a buck, you can be part of our lovely uh, Discord service. For $3 a month, you get the show a day and a half early, which will be Wednesday night, and a sneak peek at the prep sheet. For $5, you get the weekend bonus show. 
along with a lovely vintage episode of uh, Ye Old Big Kev's Geek Stuff. And for $10, you can get the show live on Instagram uh, to see some of the chaos going on right now in Dom's window, uh, which uh, I can't quite make out. My, what's... my dad likes to play with my dog, and my dog's laying down, so he came in to play with my dog and leave. Listen, as far as Let I'm go, concerned... Let's go, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, that's going to be the highlight of the show right there because you know dogs. No, uh, dogs no, I didn't no. think he was. A, I didn't think he no. was in the shot. No, dogs we're going to talk about Jupiter's legacy. Well, hold on. Let's let's do this, Kev. Uh, I, I would like. Okay. The only thing I got to watch really this past weekend uh, before we talk about Jupiter's legacy, because um, you know we went, we did the the Jersey Jersey ish most thing to do. Uh, which was go to a <laughs> yes, we did uh, go to a diner. Which uh, we, oh, that's a, oh that thing. I thought you meant we whacked somebody and dumped them in the weeds you in Meadowlands. Bro, bro, in the Meadowlands, bro. That's not you're not supposed to say that shit out loud. Come on, the now. second most God, Jersey thing. God damn it. God damn it, Kev. Um, yeah. So we did that, and while chatting, you says you said, "Hey, when you get a chance, watch Dark Side of the Ring. It's about it's a documentary about." The dark side of the ring about stuff that happened in uh, the WWF WCW days. All, all wrestling. All, it's not just those guys. No, it's no, for kind sure. Of like these really great documentaries, about an hour long. Some of them Ish. are two episodes, two parters, mm-hmm. and they talk about the the real life events that happened to wrestlers. Really good. That Really so good. So many of them are like urban legends and things like that. Didn't they have one about like the fabulous Mula or whatever her name was and all the? I think that was season was one, I believe. Um, but they're also releasing the uh, episodes on YouTube after they air. Uh, at the same time, I don't know exactly how they're staggering them uh, per se, but uh, like I watched like the Brian Pillman. It was the Montreal Screwjob. Um, all good stuff. I uh, I do not watch. You know, I used. I think I, I ended somewhere along the lines of the the Attitude Era, as it's called. Um, yes. Haven't watched anything recently. Uh, WW. Well, really, any kind of wrestling for that matter. Uh, but uh, really good stuff. It's funny. Like I, I like kind of watching documentaries um, or um, like they like the WWE. I don't know if it's A and E or WWE. Like they're doing a show about like trying to find old. Um, oh, items yeah. that were that were used in live events and everything, uh, kind of like a think of like a, what that was used. Th- in live think events? of it like so. A, there, there's a show where they're like looking for like stuff used, like an original Mister Sacco. Uh, oh, oh. Uh, one of the masks that Kane wore. Um, you it's know, the American Pickers. Hat American like Pickers means WWE. That's uh, that's kind of what it comes down to. <laughs> Uh, and, and that looks intriguing. I actually kind of want to watch that. So some of the A and E uh, wrestling shows I do want to watch, and I think the behind the or the dark side of the ring was Vice. But uh, you know, it's uh, yes. some good stuff. I want to uh, go back if you enjoyed wrestling in the uh, at minimum the eighties, nineties, and early two thousands. Uh, definitely worth a shot. Um, oh to yeah, check out. And, they're going to talk they're... about a lot of guys that you've like uh, that you've heard of, like Jimmy Snuka. Yeah. You know, like I mean, I mean, this is the Montreal screw job is Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. I mean, and and they're they're going to talk about guys that you may not, if you're not a really big wrestling fan, you may not know who Bruiser Brody is because I don't think he ever wrestled for the WWF or WWE, depending on the time period. Like I, I don't think that they, I don't think he ever did. But 
that is a really great story, you know, and there's a few other guys, guys that I, I never heard of. I watched excuse exclusively WWF, like same starting when I was like seven, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, I don't know about any other, uh, you know, any of these outside wrestling organizations, you know, back then all wrestling was uh, a pro wrestling was, um, regionalized and like you had these different kind of like the mafia you kind of had like these different heads of these different regions Mm -hmm. and they each had their own like champion and their own thing and you know and these guys moved around some of them went from region to region to region and and, you know and, and did their thing and i never knew about any of that until i was an adult but as a kid i just remember saturday mornings oh yeah i think it was saturday morning saturday after cartoons it was time for wrestling I think. And uh, if I, or it was really early, I can't remember, but it, it was, it was still, it was like, those are the characters and those are the guys that, that I knew were those WWF guys. But it's really interesting that there was so much of this going on that I didn't know about number one and number two, there were all these huge stars. Like, like I never, I never heard of, I didn't, I don't think I heard of Ric Flair until I was probably 20 something. You know, like, I don't think I, I ever heard of Ric Flair. Like, um, and, and I other names yeah, as same, well. Same, too. I actually can use a documentary on uh, uh, on Ric Flair at the same time myself. Wrestling's <clears throat> yeah. huge now. Nowadays, there's so many different promotions. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. AEW, there's the New Japan Pro Wrestling. There's, I, I kind of loosely follow wrestling. So, like, a, a, at in the current age. So I know a little bit, but there's a lot. And there's a lot of great wrestlers out there. Japan wrestling is freaking crazy though I don't know if, it's I, always I, been that way i know but especially like nowadays i feel like i'm not especially nowadays but like i've seen some stuff where it's like when they when they throw you into barbed wire it's not like it's like a play barbed wire it's like i'm gonna throw you into barbed wire and then jam tacks into you like they're freaking crazy and they take it super serious too i and, love it and 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 sandwich takes one step closer to becoming mick foley <laughs> let me just see does it like really hurt to get attack in you like let me see let me just put one in my arm oh, that, that doesn't hurt so bad Wait i know dom is curious um yeah so absolutely we're checking out and like i said uh oh that's uh, true check it out on uh on vi uh excuse me on youtube right there uh good stuff you can, you can get the um you can also uh mr monty you can get yeah. the vice app i believe it's the I vice don't, app. i don't i don't i don't need another app Sorry. I'm just letting you know, like, I mean, that's another way. I think that's another way. I'm pretty sure they're all on YouTube, but, in, in, you know, but I'm pretty sure the new ones are on Vice. And I think it's free. Like, I don't think you need to wow, sign up or all anything. Right, well, I think I, I, I don't know off the top of my head, but I think that's true. That's a pretty good deal. Um, OK, so we talked, you know, we, we, we had a little optimism. We had a little something positive to say. You know, it doesn't happen often. It doesn't happen often. Mm. Yeah. Kev, why don't not you, our fault. Why don't you change that for us? Well, you you, you saw um, uh, as you put your head in your hands and disgust and disdain. It, it's not to- disgust and disdain. Oh, it okay. isn't. What it is is, I disdain feel like <laughs> we have moved on from spandex and capes. Okay. Does that make sense? And. What I mean by that is like they're the the super powerful. We can fly. We have capes. We have spandex. 
we have rays out of our eyes we have tropes basically mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i i decided to check out jupiter's legacy now i'm not a huge mark millar fan i'm a I little surprised say. by that what's that i'm a little surprised by that to be honest with you. i'm real i'm really not and it's not any particular thing it's just nothing has hooked me you know, like, and there's no, I don't think there's no Millar thing that's really hooked me, but um, part and parcel, Netflix bought Mark Millar's, the Millar universe, which means the all the characters that Mark Millar creates are, are in that universe. They own, they now own all of them, or at least the rights to put them on TV. And their first outing is Jupiter's Legacy. So... I, 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 it's so hard because, you know, I want to be supportive of every sort of geek project. I really do. And I, I commend them for a number of different things. I am not a huge fan of that story. I am a fan of it in part because it takes the, the bulk of the story or the good part of the story, I guess. The better part of the story, I think, is sort of the journey for the whatever it is, six or seven of them to get their powers the kind of main guys and it's led by um what's his name josh dumel you might know him from such feature films as do hamill or do win a date do hamill yeah uh win a date with tad hamilton that was literally like the only movie i could think of that he had been in the transformer movies he was in the couple was he in those he's in the first couple i think oh Okay. As like generic soldier guy number five, basically, who showed up a <laughs> couple times. You, you know what he's like? He's like, um, what's what's the what's the guy? Uh, Mr. Monty, Mr. Monty will know this. What's the guy? What's the lead guy's name from Deadwood? Oh, I've never watched Deadwood. All right. What's the lead guy's name from the Hitman movie? I can't remember that guy's name. It's killing. I know me. who you're talking about. What you know f- who I mean? Yes. Josh. Duhamel or whatever the hell is that? He's like a poor man's version of that guy. He's like, well, if we can't get that Timothy guy, Oliphant, get Josh Duhamel. Timothy Oliphant. Timothy Oliphant. Thank you. Uh, oh my god. How, how does anyone ever forget that name? It, yeah. So in my opinion, Josh Dumel or, or Dumel or whatever, however we're saying it, is like the poor man's Timothy Oliphant. Just that's my opinion. Next, you have. Um, uh, you have uh, what's her name? Who's I think just a strange-looking gal. Why don't you why, why don't you pull up Jupiter's Legacy and, and read me that name? Because I don't know if I, I want to after that description. To be totally honest, I know because now everyone's like, "Well, who's Leslie he Bibb?" Leslie Bibb, thank you, sandwich. Yeah, who I just think is just kind—I of, don't know. She's just kind of a strange-looking gal to me. She's like. I don't know. I just, I can't place it. That's just the way it, all right. So I, I you know, I'm just going to give the broad strokes here. I'm not spoiling anything because you know, like I, I don't necessarily think there's anything here to spoil. It's Netflix. They dropped the whole season. So you can see the whole season. If you really want to, I did because I felt like I wanted to be able to speak intelligently about it. So um, basically like this the Josh Dumel character and another guy who's playing his brother. I don't remember who that is. Um, 
they're like, I guess they're kind of like big wig steel tycoons or their dad is a big wig steel tycoon. And the, 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 the uh, stock market crashes in 29 and they're all adults, by the way. And so now it's like 90, uh, you know, and then this series of adventures happen where they go and they get powers and it cuts back and forth between that adventure and what's currently going on where they are all of them very much older. Like Josh Jumel has long gray hair and a long beard, but he's still wearing the same superhero outfit that he wore, you know, the entire time. And Leslie Bibb looks like exactly the same as Leslie Bibb, but with a gray wig. Okay. Like they did no age makeup. I mean, at least the beard kind of gives you a little, oh, he's a little older. Le uh, Leslie Bibb just looks like Leslie Bibb in a gray in a gray wig, like they didn't age her up, not even a little. I mean, age her a little bit. I mean, I get it. It's ninety years later. She's a hundred and whatever years old. Her, the powers are keeping them alive. Whatever. Um, <laughs> I just felt it was really tropey. There was there was there is a kind of good angle to that story, and it's about. Uh, superhero ethics without getting into much detail uh -huh. and how basically they have a code for how they, you know, fight crime, I guess. And, you know, it's the code is sort of feeling a little passe because criminals are not robbing banks anymore. And, you know, they're like killing people and stuff. And it's, it feels like been there, done of, that. What's that? It feels like been there, done that, though. If a little bit, I felt that I felt the angle was really interesting because, you know, when you think about it, there is this inherent patriotism around the time of the crash and leading into the Second World War. And obviously the Second World War, there's just huge patriotism. And, you know, they have discussions about we, we could have done more to stop the war. And it's like, well, why the fuck didn't you then? You know, like it's like stories like that. All of the events that have happened have happened in the show as well. World War One, well, it's past World War One. World War Two, Korea, this one, that one. They all happened. At least that's my impression. And there's a bunch of superheroes around that really didn't do anything. Unlike, let's say, Watchmen, where <laughs> they just sent the Watchmen in and ended the war. You know, like, I mean... Well, they sent Manhattan in, and he ended the war. Well, pretty much. The Watchmen were there, but, but it's like I. It was it was really tropey, and now it's like, oh, they're kids, and one of their kids is struggling with the code, but wants to be a hero, and their other kid is a drugged out, washed up like girl, you know, and so she's just a mess, you know. Like it's I don't know. I don't know. So, so I got a question. Do you yeah. not like the fact that it was tropey or do you not like that? It's kind of like a story that you've heard somewhere else. I, I felt like, I felt like it was a little from column a, a little from column B. Yeah. Okay. It was a little tropey. Yeah. It had some interesting points. The kind of, um, I, I hate to say it. The, the twist was, was Helen Keller could have seen the twist coming. So, I mean, just saying, like, I mean, like, seriously, like it was the, it was the worst. And uh, like, you know, I, I, the acting is just, mm, the effects are kind of, mm, the powers, 
it seems to me they're all basically the same and generic. You know what I mean? Like uh, the fly and super strength and we don't really get beat up and laser eyes and super fast and so I, on and so on. So I think we're at a point in comics, correct me if I'm wrong or if you disagree, I feel like we've kind of run out of powers. So when you give someone super strength, do you give someone the ability to fly or super speed or shit like but you know if you they're give gonna like all of those let them finish let them finish. Know... let them finish go on Dom. okay sorry sorry i i think we're like i i'm worrying that we're running out of stories in the semi near future kind of like because how can we keep reinventing superheroes like what do you do at this point like how many different ways can we make superman we can make him you know oh he's not like there's homelander there's this guy from jupiter's legacy there's superman there's just within the DC universe, like 30 different Supermans, like <laughs> different versions. Yep. How many different ways can we really, even in Marvel, there's some guy like Hyperion or whatever the hell. He's basically Superman. He is Superman. Know. He is Superman. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know a whole lot about it, but I know he gets, he's basically the equivalent. Hyperion is a member of, what's that team, Nick? Oh my Alpha God. I, um, like that? It's not Suicide Squad. No. Something like Squadron Supreme. There you go. It's the Squadron Supreme. Okay. Yeah. Are they, are they like so Dom? They're basically all rip-off DC characters. Yeah. Like uh, direct rip-off DC characters. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, it's I I I worry, you know, that they just keep doing the same shit. Whereas something I did enjoy, Invincible. Omni Man is in my opinion not a direct rip but like he's that same trope but he is so much different than superman yeah and so many different interesting and like just like great ways for like a better word i can't i can't even describe that like i know we can do it but i feel like we're getting kind of lazy sometimes because you know how many well, different ways can I have super strength there, and fly? That's that's the story at the, or the argument at the same time, Dom, about like uh, you know from Marvel and DC, the fact that um, how many times have they repeated the same type of stories and that there's nothing original? Like I've had the conversation with a buddy of mine, and we're like, when's the last time Marvel truly not reinvented a character, truly brought in a fresh, brand new character? It's it's been a long time, and I am open. Yeah. I am open uh, to hear people uh, give me their their two bits. But again, that's I think which, I which think they can do by calling our <laughs> GVM line two zero one seven three zero two five four seven. If you'd like to give Mister Monty the business, give us a call, and you may hear yourself on an upcoming <laughs> episode of Geek Stuff TNG. There you go. Uh, <laughs> but Dom, uh, at the same time, that's kind of like what split off all of those huge artists from the early nineties to create their own company. And now there's more people mm -hmm. who are creating their own content uh, in various degrees, whether it is comic mm -hmm. books, whether it's short stories, whatever the hell it may be, uh, which I, is, which has always no, been the discussion to, you know, you know, and why we've pushed forward so often on this show at the same time, check out like the original uh, folks. And yes. it's also why I've talked to people within the industry and they say, there needs to be like one re one way to kind of fix everything, get new, uh, new, uh, fresh ideas in there 
is to create a union behind the scenes at the comic industry. Now, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole or give my two bits. I'm simply telling you from folks that I've talked to that they said that if they can get some kind of royalties, if they can get some kind of uh, credit, if they can if they can give them a reason to give them fresh ideas and to work in those things in some capacity that <laughs> they're they're willing to play some ball. Why do that when they can at least try to do it on their own and, and try try to try to actually own the it's, content? Why not? Yeah, it's a, it's a good point. It's a good point. But I I, I want to stick with the trope thing for just one second. Mm-hmm. And I want to say I want to add this to what to what Sandwich said, which was yeah yeah all those tropes exist you know like strength and all but you know you there are interesting angles that you can take that make it sort of interesting and different and i think Mm -hmm. you said homelander homelander is a way different character than superman he's way more interesting than superman in my opinion but i mean short of like a midlife crisis for lack of a better word um I didn't feel the utopian, which is the sort of the Superman of Jupiter's legacy. I didn't feel, I wasn't interested. I mean, I, I kind of, in the concept of there's a code that is kind of becoming outdated, that was interesting. Um, uh, the fact that he's willing to die on that hill just doesn't seem like, it's 90 years, so it just doesn't seem like, uh, you know, the, the the fact that things must then do change this character is just like no you know it that's that's just kind of it, that to me is not interesting you know mm-hmm. whereas you know somebody like an ozymandias from watchmen kind of has a lot of similar superman things going on sort of way more interesting character um uh the the, the guy from um that you mentioned from invincible Omni-Man. Uh, what's that? Omni-Man? Omni-Man. Omni-Man, way different character than Superman. Uh, you know, for a, a number of reasons. You can take a trope and put a new spin or a twist on it and make it successful. You can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't think Jupiter's Legacy did. And this is nothing against Mark Millar. I mean, I, Nick, do you are you a Millar fan? Am I just not I aware think, of your I, fandom? I dig Millar. I'm not like uh, I'm not singing what? his praises or reading the good book of Millar. Uh, what what of his stuff did you did you like his like uh, his, his like big company stuff or independent? I mean, stuff I like what or? he did. What was it? it was Kick Ass? Yeah, he did uh, Old Man Logan. Um, <laughs> oh, you know, maybe I'm a bigger Millar fan I, than I, I think. have to. I have to kind of. <laughs> maybe I just out. don't like Jupiter's legacy. <laughs> uh, I have to, to to look up some of what some of his other stuff before giving you a. I'm not going to remember all of them off the top of my head. That's, did he do all the old man Logan stuff or just the first stuff? Uh, he did. He the didn't fir- do he the did old the, man. He did the Logan, first. He did the first old man Hawkeye. Of, did he, he? He did the first round of stuff. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I like that. He stuff, did. So, yeah. Let's see. I'm going down the list here. He did. Uh, he wrote, it looks like civil war. Uh, he wrote red sun. Love red sun. That's um, an awesome. Yeah. Okay. I, so, so I am a Malar fan. Oh, um, was it, I'm not a Jupiter's legacy uh, fan. Maybe that's go. it. Yeah. There you go. Um, he did wanted. What's that? Wanted. He did wanted. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of Wanted. You I was like a wanted? huge fan of Kick-Ass. Well, the first one, anyway. Yeah. Oh, Huck. I freaking love. Oh he did God. Huck? Bro, I loved 
I still do. I still do. It's a it, for some reason I want to say it's a five issue miniseries, maybe five or six. six. Did they um, collect it? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's absolutely worth the read. The, the only Phenomenal. thing you have it, Monty. Uh, I, have I only it. have digital. You have it. <laughs> Sandwich, you have it. Yes. Oh, I gotta borrow that. It's absolutely worth a read. Fucking uh, amazing. The only if uh, the, if oh, Sandwich <laughs> has a collection, it's that's got to be worth a read. Uh, I will say very simply to just kind of sum it up in a sentence or two. Just imagine someone um, with Superman-like powers, with even more like a bigger heart of gold, and he just wants to do good and doesn't understand the world. That's it. If you d- I. I've never talked to a person about this book. There you go. Dom has it. Dom just grabbed it with no problem right there. Holy cow. <laughs> that was really fast. Uh, and again, that cover looks phenomenal. Um, so phenomenal. If, if anything, if anything, if anything we're going to talk about on this show today, uh, <laughs> I adore Huck. Uh, it's, I, honestly, Huck is probably one of my favorite. I mean, it's a mini series. So I'll, it's one of my favorite. Um, uh, it's my favorite mini series. I completely forgot about it. Until there right you now. go. Uh yeah, so uh there, and he did and he did the he did the ultimates in two thousand two. So there you go. Um yeah, you'll get I don't this. count that either. It's, you'll get this when I see you next. For good. Me. Well it's it's six issues. Five it. or six issues. You're just gonna give him the first one and yeah. have well, him... this is it. Oh 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 I thought that's it was a, a trade. I didn't realize it was a yeah. trade. I thought it was just the first issue you had up there. No, that's so not like, trade. Oh, you're gonna make him hunt the other ones. Uh yeah, Kev, I, I'll be amazed if you don't like it. So uh there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Dom, sure Dom like just it. gave well, Kev homework for for the next week, so that's pretty. That's pretty good. I, what what episode is this? What number? Six thirty five. Episode six thirty five. Kev yeah. has homework. Six thirty five. Actually, I am a Malar fan. I. <laughs> there you go. Like episode six thirty five. Actually, I am a Malar fan. There you go. Um. Okay. Let's uh, actually talk- Kev loves Millar. <laughs> there you go. That's even better. Um, <laughs> uh. So let's talk uh trailers or at least trailer. Um, oh. And yes. possibly the last time that there was a big original character probably put into the Marvel the Marvel universe. Uh. One could argue. Mm-hmm. Um, That's the argument today. Yeah. Venom. We have a new trailer. Let uh, there be carnage. Carnage. Yeah. Hey. Um. Yeah, sure. It was good. It was cool. It was very dark. It was hard to see. It was funny to listen to. I don't um, like that they cut. Um, what's his name's hair? Yeah, whatever. I thought his hair at the end of the last movie. What the curly Q red hair? Yeah, he had that wild Cassidy red hair, and this time it just looked like he cut it. It looks like he either used a floby or he cut it himself. He used a floby. Like, it was really <laughs> weird. It was really weird. Like I was like, that was one thing, but I mean, well, let's, I mean, let's talk about it. You know, when the first Venom movie came out, what I said at the time, I think what we said collectively at the time on this program or the previous program, I suppose, or the extension of this pro anyway, uh, what we said was uh, uh, what I recall anyway, is that I said, they are going to, for sure, they are going to go the, um, they're going to go the comedy route. What the heck? What? Sorry, I'm trying to adjust uh, a setting here. And I'm Monty, did failing. you like uh, Venom? I whatevered it. I mean, yeah, I was. Yeah, I was the same. I was pretty much. Whatever. You know what it was? It was um, <laughs> Dom. 
I, as I get and stop coughing. Um, it was one of those things where I knew the whole, the, the rights and the ownership thing was a whole, whole to do, whole rigmarole. Um, uh -huh. So I know because of that, there was no way to get a Venom store that I actually would have wanted. So yes. I went into and just be like, all right, this is as good as I can get it for this story right now. And no matter what they do, um, Sony can't F up as bad as the last time they put Venom in a movie. Because in fairness to Sam Raimi, uh, yeah, the, no, hold the on. Studio forced him Stu in. Studio Sony, I'd not, yeah. I'd not, not Raimi whatsoever. Totally on him. Yeah. Um. So Raimi, yeah, of course, the director of uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So, so yeah, I was fine with the movie. Dom is just that it's Venom without Spider Man. Yeah. And so, as predicted by us on this program, they did go the more comedy route. You can tell already right from the trailer that they're trying to lighten things up with a little Eddie Brock versus Venom comedy conversations that they're having. The, the whole first minute of the trailer is Venom making breakfast. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm Venom. I'm singing a song. And, and he's singing as he does yeah. it. And Eddie Brock is just sitting there like, God help me. And, you know, I, I, I like a buddy movie as much as anyone, except that's not who this character <laughs> that's is. That's not Venom. <laughs> so I, I was a little weirded out by that. Not surprised. I'll tell you, and I was talking to Mr. Monty about this before we went on air today. The weirdest thing about this trailer was that they did not still tie Venom to the MCU. So what's the big deal? Well, the big deal is that this is another Sony Spider-Man spinoff character who at the time of the first movie, they would have in no way, shape, or... You, you remember, if you followed anything happening during that time period, you'll remember that the Sony representative was on stage, I think at Comic-Con. I'm not 100% sure about that. Uh, wherever they were at a convention and the Sony rep was on the stage and Kevin Feige was on the stage and there, and you know, the question of course came from the audience. Well, is Venom part of the MCU? And the Sony rep goes, yes, absolutely. That part was, of the MCU. that was, and that, Kevin that, that was a down the row and just start shaking his head. That was, that was from, uh, that was behind the scenes interview. I don't know if it was for a DVD extra, if it was a, an interview in general, whatever the case was, yeah. it wasn't on, it wasn't like, like in front of a, an audience or whatever. I, I think it, it was, happened more than once. It was, I, and I can't remember the woman's name who was, uh, who has her own studio and yeah, you know, and, and, and ran everything, but it was her who said that. And then they cleared everything up after having to go backstage and coming back on camera to yeah. emphasize things. But Kev, you see, here's the thing, Kev, I see this in two different ways. Um, in one way, they did not just extend the Spider-Man, um, uh, extension. Well, they didn't have a, a Spider-Man extension, uh, to be in the MCU till just recently. Yep. So while they were in that kind of that gray area, I think that's the reason why they didn't continue everything because there wasn't a deal in place. And maybe, and this is just a guess, they couldn't, they had to, they couldn't protectively film anything 
um, while those negotiations were going on. Like, because in a, in a reality, it'd be nice if they could just cover their asses and they filmed two versions. One, sure. there was a deal. One, there wasn't. We don't know right. how exactly that works. I, mm -hmm. I, I, I was a little surprised myself, to be honest with you. But I, I think that's- I have one word for you. What's that? Morbius. Yeah, but Morbius came out when they were still, like, Spider-Man was going on, though. It was right after, like, it was it after wasn't they made the deal. It was after they made the extension. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the trailer, Michael Keaton's vulture appears mm -hmm. and says, Doc, hey, Doc, <laughs> MCU tie-in. Yeah, no but that doubt. was also that no was question. also before they said that uh, talks are, are, are now over and they're not going to be able to. Go no, back no, to the that, negotiation no, that, table. That, that was, was before that. That was the that was the mini extent. That was the one picture extension that got us Spider-Man three, right? Yeah. And then from there, it was like we're gonna figure the rest of this out. But this is where we are now. Then what? Six months ago, we got Morbius, and Morbius trailer gives us Michael Keaton Vulture at the end, which is an absolute a hundred percent MCU tie-in. No doubt. And so what I'm looking for in a Venom 2 trailer, it, I don't care. It can, Give me a nugget. Give me something. But there's also but there's also no reason to think that it's I don't so need camping. Iron Man to fly. Well, I guess not Iron Man. But <laughs> I, I mean, I don't need <laughs> Iron Man swing Whoops. by. Oh. Um, I, get, I, don't need, I don't need that either. Although that would be a classic Marvel way to handle it. It's just like seeing some dude just I mean, right I, through the screen and you're I, like, was that just Spider-Man swinging through there? I'll say this much too on top of it. Besides this, because I still think that that that, was, that weighed heavily on things because it happened much closer uh, uh, for the, the contracts than it did before. But my right. main reason I think is that because, you know, while we're, we keep talking about Fantastic Four, Galactus in terms of like the long run, you know, big baddie villain. Mm -hmm. if, Mar if, the, if Marvel, if Disney had their way... I think that they would want to go huge into a Venom symbiote, symbiote, depending who you talk to, um, big baddie in some capacity. I think that's maybe part of the reason. I would not be surprised if on that big board of in Fahey's office that, you know, we're, we're putting all our money in Galactus. And you know what? At a time where Marvel's really good at surprising us, I wouldn't be surprised at the same time for myself, my guess, putting my money out there, if they would like to go some kind of Venom symbiote route. Because at the same time, if you remember, Kev, I know you definitely remember those comics. Spider-Man was not able to beat Eddie Brock Venom unless, if it wasn't for the Fantastic Four. Yeah, he was able to bring, he was able to, to help them out. He figured out a few things and that led to the bell tower and that whole, that whole thing. I've always heard, by the way, symbiote. That's what I'm saying to Symbiotic. each own. But in terms, but I feel like we've totally just sidetracked there. So, uh, in terms of the movie, I th I'm treating it as, as standalone properties. <laughs> so, for a standalone property, it's the best thing I'm going to get uh, at this point. I still, um, I still like uh, Venom from the animated Spider-Man show from the '90s the most as of right now, uh, and yeah. I don't know. I, I, you know what it is? At the same time, they, they've Marvel has absolutely killed that character in the comic books. It's the character has Kill. just was destroyed. He was such a pivotal main character, and it what, just just went. What, what did you think was more the destruction? Was it Agent Venom or was it 
Venom Space Knight. It was the fact that you knew a, that you could tell they just didn't know what to do because he was so popular. I mean, it was yeah. just very blatantly obvious instead of, um, you know, trying to like they were almost trying to find a reason for people to like him and still be a good guy. Where it's like, no, you can like the bad guy or you can think he's the be- the best, the best bad guy. How many people like the Joker? How many? I mean, it's I only- mean, clearly Venom is an anti-hero at this point, no matter what you do with him. Mm-hmm. And I know he eats people and all that shit. But, you know, like <laughs> at the end of the day, he's he is an anti-hero. Yeah. The same as Wolverine. The same as Deadpool, you know, the same. I mean, I can, the list goes on and on, but these are not like, they're not heroic. You know, we were just talking about tropes and stereotypes. They're not that Venom is not that, you know, Wolverine is not Wolverine cuts dudes up, mm-hmm. you know, a yeah. uh, 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 Deadpool cuts and shoots dudes up anti-heroes. I don't have any problem with anti-heroes. I really don't, but they're trying to, you know, they, they didn't want to go, you know, full anti-hero with Venom, I guess. And that's where I think they started trying to play him. Agent Venom, Venom Space Knight, which I just thought was the worst. The worst. <clears throat> yeah. But, you know, like, just saying. I, uh, I'm i waiting to see once we crack open this cold uh, multiverse brew. I feel like that's going to change. I feel like it's going to change a lot of things. I feel like may, this is just me. Maybe this is me sitting in my in my in my thinking chair. Like maybe we could do this. Maybe we could do that. Um, once we open this multiverse, I feel like all these questions of how are they going to involve this? How are they going to involve that? They're just going. Oh, the multiverse! Oh, the multiverse! They're they're just going to throw multiverse at everything. See, I, I know how I feel. I would agree with you. I would totally agree with you. Again, if it were not for the Morbius trailer. You know what it is because the because the Morbius all all it leads me to believe is that they did they felt they didn't need the punch of whatever sort of connective tissue which I think will almost certainly be in the second Venom movie. I felt they thought Venom is a big enough character that we don't need to have the MCU ligature right in the trailer. Whereas Morbius for let's let's be honest, 90% of people in the world, let's be honest, 98% of people in the world not going to know who Morbius is, but you put that little tie-in to the MCU and suddenly Morbius is a somebody. Venom is already a somebody. He doesn't need to have that ligature shown. But that said, I am almost, I would be like fall down dead stunned if they showed no you know, connective tissue between Venom 2 and the MCU. I would be stunned. Eh, And that's the only thing that's keeping me from, you know, uh, uh, from jumping right on board with Sandwich there for the multiverse idea. I just think they don't need to, they don't need, in this case, they don't need a multiverse to get him in. I think he's already there. I just think he's low key (laughs) and he hasn't, you know, had any tie-ins yet. See, that's that's low key. The The guy blew up a spaceship. In like San Francisco, that's not low key though. How can that be low? But like, if this is in the MCU, how does yeah. no one show up? You don't know that no one showed up. Yeah, 
It was like and days after. Be, yeah, but it could be any. I mean, literally, it could be. And I'm going to go back to Iron Man here. It literally could be they show a different angle of that explosion. It could be and Tony it, Stark shows up. Think about Spider Man. Like, think about Spider Man. The way the Vulture was introduced. It yep, could be something perfect. right along those lines. But at the same time, again, just to kind of emphasize what I'm saying here, uh, Kevin Feige is the last person I would want to play poker against. Oh yeah. Because we've been well getting done. duped left and right in a great way where we don't get we don't see the surprises. We don't know what's happening. We think yep. we know and we think we know what we want. But then when we go to the theater, we go, holy shit. And, and it blows our mind. It blows our mind. Every time. Every, Every time. time. And you know what? I'm good. Like I like we're saying what's going to happen with Doctor Strange. To be honest with you, I'm at the point where it's like, I think I'm going to enjoy it. But I feel like we're gonna get like this is like rope a dope right here. We're gonna get we're gonna get we're gonna get surprised, and something different is gonna happen. And either way, we're either way we're going to win. It just comes at uh, what price? And and it and it's time it's gonna be good because we gotta yeah. wait for that shit. <laughs> We've been waiting. All we did was in 2020 was just wait. Yeah, so that's that's fine. That's not a big deal uh, whatsoever. Uh, be Kev. Why don't uh, why don't you take us to break, sir? And with that, Mr. Monty, Mr. Sandwich, we will take our first and only break on this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode six thirty five. Kev is actually a Millar fan, uh, and we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Monty Sandwich. We need to get the word out that the listeners can be involved with Geek Stuff TNG directly by using our GVM line. 201-730-2547. Hmm. Maybe, maybe we can use our more seductive voices? Huh? Our what? All right, he- here. Let's try these lines in our most seductive voices. <clears throat> hey there. We want you to be a part of Geek Stuff TNG with your questions and your hmm comments. Oh, <clears throat> that's right. We want you to tell us what's hmm on your mind, what we are doing that you <laughs> like. <coughs> So call us on the GVM line, 201-730-2547, and you may hear yourself uh, on an upcoming episode of Geek Stuff TNG. (laughs) Wow. Wow. What? Monty, are you sure this is safe? This store looks sort of very spooky. Sandwich, relax. The Graveyard Gallery is an amazing place, and it has something for everybody. But but, but it's called the Graveyard Gallery. Sounds like they're into spooky stuff, and, you know, I'm a very delicate person. Well, you're definitely right on both accounts. But it doesn't matter if you want collectibles as far back as the cabinet of Dr. Caligari, or something related to obscure movies that only diehards know about. There's something for everybody here. I, I, I mean, I do have to admit, the, the range of collectibles is... Pretty stellar and pretty creative, I'll be honest. They have a wide range in stock. It could be hot toys, prop replicas, statues. They got you, man. These clothes are something else, too. Is that real blood on that shirt? Not on all of them, 
but they got hoodies, shirts, beanies. They even have stuff with Herman Munster, Dracula, and Red from that 70s show. Wow, dude, these handmade items are awesome. This heart's still beating. All right, put that back where you found it, okay? But the handmade items are some of my favorite things in the store. They have paintings, masks, dolls, and of course, prints. Yeah, you gotta have prints on your wall. Oh, uh, sorry, I didn't hear you. I was having a fascinating conversation with the gentleman over there who's a bat now, um, and he helped me pick out some great collectibles for me. It's all good, man. Don't worry about it. Did he show you the human skull in the cabinet brought to you by Dark Interiors? What? Zoinks! You better be going to the ATM and then come back to buy a spine. The Graveyard Gallery at thegraveyardgallery.com and on Etsy, Instagram, as well as Facebook as The Graveyard Gallery. Go to them for one-of-a-kind vintage pieces. New horror-related items are in each week from big and small companies and one-of-a-kind creations. The Graveyard Gallery. Spine sold separately. Hey, Geek Stuff listeners. It's West Coast Scott here. Did you know I do a podcast with my lovely wife? Say hi, Brittany. Hi. Tell them about our podcast. We do a weekly podcast where we talk about travel, conventions, Disneyland, and our growing family. It's called the PieCast because we got married on Pie Day, and it's available wherever you find your podcasts. You can also follow us on social media. At Pie Day Family. And my new Twitter handle is at Pie Day Scott. Check us out. Okay, here we go. I'm James Hatton. And I'm Podcast Rob. And we're the Something Something Cast. We're a pop culture podcast that chats about movies, comics, TV, music, video games, and a whole lot more. Check us out at our home at somethingcast.com. And also on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and other fine podcatchers as well. Proud members of Hashtag Potter and Family and ACPN, the art, comedy, and pop culture podcast network. Build your own X-Wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars saga. The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote-activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. Bitch, what you don't know about me, I can just about squeeze in the grand fucking canyon. Hey, this is Kevin Smith. Big Kev's love slave. Did you know I always wanted to be a dancer in Vegas? And you're listening to Big Kev's geek stuff. What do you look so shocked for, man? Fat bastard does this all the time. He thinks just because he don't say anything, it'll have some huge impact when he does open his fucking mouth. Christ, why don't you shut up? Live from Studio M, the sandwich shop, and Big Kev's lake house of love. It's geek stuff, TNG. <laughs> During our commercial break, Hear it from our amazing sponsor, BuildXWing.com. This model is a 118 scale, making it the only fully scaled, fully detailed X-Wing ever made for use with your three and three quarter Star Wars action figures. This X-Wing features many amazing details like the proton torpedo bay, working engine lights, and a light-up R2-D2. You can add your own boops, bops, and beeps. The S-foils open into attack position, the laser cannons simulate firing, and the engine lights power up, all by remote control. We recommend you, to th- you take them up on their do-do-do-do-do-do premium offer. You get 118 scale hanger accessories to get a detailed display 
of your X-Wing, including crates, tanks, personnel transporter, landing lamps, fuel pump, ladder, as well as several static figures, including ground crew members and even Luke Skywalker himself. When you sign up for your subscription each month, in addition to your parts of the model, you'll get four full-color magazines featuring instructions for the parts you've received, fascinating articles about the original models used in the movies, and more. You can collect these great source materials in a free binder, which you'll receive as part of your subscription. As a fan of collectibles, you may have seen models like this online or at shows or conventions, and I don't need to tell you, the price tag can be quite high. The genius of this system is a paying little each month, as well as having fun putting it together yourself. You can check out more info over at buildxwing.com or reach them by phone at 877-544-6779. Check them out today. Good job, Dom. Good job. Especially that curveball at the top. Uh, <laughs> and let's not forget, you can uh, check out our other lovely sponsor of the show, the Graveyard Gallery at 21 Main Street in Butler, New Jersey. Some fine folks over there who just got in a mass of new toys uh, and if you look on their uh, on their Facebooks, on their Instagrams, uh, they do a bunch of custom movie props uh, and statu- and busts at the same time. So, uh, which look phenomenal at the to put in the middle of your living room, perhaps I don't know. Uh, really great stuff. Uh, so check or, them out, or in your storage unit, or in your there you go. There's another option. So check them out. Twenty one Main Street in Butler, New Jersey. And as a reminder, we are running a lovely little giveaway. Uh, with the folks over there um, right. who have their own podcast, the Lloyd's Pub Podcast. Uh, we'll post it again on the social medias. Just show that, uh, put a, on whichever social media you prefer, if it's Facebook, Instagram, or the Instas. Um, what did I say? Or Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, yeah. Uh, post that, show us some pictures. Show us that you're subscribed. Just do a little screenshot. Show you're subscribed to both uh, podcasts. And uh, post it in uh, with the little pictures and uh, um, tag us in it so we can actually see it. And you can be in the running for an autographed Kevin Smith Funko Pop. Uh, they're doing a similar kind of uh, project as well. So check them out over there for, their, for another giveaway if you like the scary horror stuff. So uh, there you go. So uh, get, you'll get on that and uh, try to win a Funko Pop from ye old Kevin Smith. Um, yes, because geek stuff, geek stuff, DNG employees are not qualified <laughs> or their immediate family. Um, so we have a few things that we're just going to hit on really quickly to close things out. Um, one thing which I, I feel like we're going to be hearing this from September to January, like crazy. This is going to be the big story. Um, as was being reported from Bloomberg, uh, St- Sony is warning that, uh, PlayStation five, is going to be hard to come by uh, going into at least 2022. Um, I mean, I feel like we knew, like we should have expected this. I guess this is just kind of like the nail in the coffin for that news, though, at the exact same time. Um, But yeah, I mean, like, listen, movies, supply chain, uh, like it doesn't matter whatever it is that we take in, whatever it is that we need. Computer chips, the same thing. That's a, that's another crazy story I'm not going to get into. But um, we should not be surprised that it's going to be hitting all of the companies. I think this is actually going to be the reason because usually what? Like a, a video game console only lasts like 
give or take about six years or so. So you would think Nintendo is going to be switching things up. I don't think they're mm-hmm. going to because of everything going on with the chip shortage. That's just a thought I had there. But we also shouldn't be surprised that uh, PlayStation 5s will be a little bit more scarce going into next year. If anything, I'm actually kind of curious what it may be doing for vintage prices, vintage video gaming at the exact same time. Uh, I wonder if we're going to see, you know, since people may have trouble getting a play, this play, PS5, maybe some people are going to go a little bit more into some classic Nintendo games or Sega games. Or something. I don't know. I'm just kind of curious for those vintage mom and pop shops, like how it's going to impact them. But um, I mean, I know Dom was looking to get me this for Christmas. So it's, uh, you know, I, I don't know what he's going to do. So Dom, I feel the worst for you more than anybody else. It, you know, as there's a PS5 in the household. My little brother got one for Christmas the past year. And I know for a fact it was hell getting it then. <laughs> so I can only imagine what it's going to be like at the end of the year. Because even during Christmas this past year, they were like, a thousand, if you could, some people sell them for like $1,000 a pop. People were buying them for like $1,000. So I'm waiting for the eBay sales at the end of the year where it's like, I just bought my new PS five for $3,000, $2,000, $4,000. And I, I believe people will do it because they're so desperate. I think this pandemic, I, I know we've been kind of in it for a while. So I think we've gotten like used to the motions of the ocean of it <laughs> a little bit. Um, a new console came out in the middle of a pandemic. It, it sold and it's going to keep selling Yeah, and it's on back order everywhere. And, it's going to even the Xboxes too. I better. The, I don't think it's going to be a Sony only thing. I think Xboxes too are yeah. going to have the same be kind of issue. So I, uh, I enjoy the consoles you have now. Uh, I always, appreciate them for what they are. I always, and, uh, whenever I see those things, like someone bought like a, a PlayStation five for like two grand. I like in cases like that, I always hope that like they were just not that people didn't actually pay the price. <laughs> like maybe like I'm hoping someone kind of came to their, there, there, they became a little more rational as soon as it ended, as they were hoping somebody was going to beat them for the price. Not that I condone that kind of activity, but yeah. I always, I hope that happens kind of every single time. But uh, yeah, I just I, I agree. I, I think this is going to drive up collectibles. I mean, hell, guys, we we've been talking about how collectibles have been just spiking like absolute mm-hmm. crazy. I sold a Ghost Rider number one a few years ago. I'm like, you know, I kind of want to buy it back. I needed the money at the time. I sold it for a few hundred and I made a good deal on that. Now that book is <laughs> well over a thousand dollars. Yeah, it's book bucks. It's it's just it's it's insanity. Like I'm thinking about selling my run of Eastman Laird Ninja Turtles because why not well, cash out <laughs> those books? Because you need why, a new house? Like why? Why not? Why not try to cash out while while I, you can? I do I mean, not want to get into that story. I know uh, I know you guys don't do magic cards, obviously. No, but those have but been spiking like crazy as well. A buddy of mine, I, not to cut yeah. you off, Tom, a buddy yeah. of mine, he had a very special deck he's always had since he was a kid, so minimal investment in it. He thinks it's worth about 15 grand right now with like because of like two cards that are in there. Does he have a Black a, Lotus in there? I have no clue. No, is that what Black Lotus alone. Grand? No, Black Lotus alone is more than that now, especially it was 10 grand before the pandemic. Oh, there you go. There that card now is probably like 2025. 20, I will find a picture, Dom. I will yeah. find this picture of me standing in Retailer X's establishment uh-huh. with I five or six fanned out black lotuses in my hand. That's literally like 
over a hundred grand at this point. I know. Magic cards, like I bought a card, a beat up kind of dinged up old card for like 75 at one point. That card's now like 500 plus. Woo. Dinged up. Yep. Yep. You know, exclusive cards that like exclusive one time print cards are stupid high. Old cards they'll never print again are stupid high. Like the the value of some cards have just skyrocketed. You know, cards that were 20 at the start of the pandemic. It's listen, it's baseball like, cards, it's comic books. Yes, collectibles, just collectibles. I mean, it's it's insane right now. Like I'm no, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Like I my I will say my two best books off the top of my head is a beat up amazing Spider-Man number one. Okay. And a and a really good condition, good condition ish mm-hmm. of first Punisher appearance. Okay. One sixty-eight. I I am really thinking about maybe selling those books now, try to cash out, and if I if I can buy them on a dip, buy them back on a dip, and try so to make that I, money I ahead, ahead of time. <laughs> My question for you two: Do you think this is a bubble, or do you uh, think this dude, is a natural that is such growth? a load, bro? That is such a loaded question. Um, well, no, I'm right serious. Do you no, think, it is because do you think this is a bubble. Do you think this is a natural growth that's going to stay? Bubble, Dom, going to flatten. Dom, I'm saying that from someone who has a who has a special certain kind of career that they can't mention, and someone who has been doing this for a long time. Uh no you one can speak for me, Nick. No I one can speak for myself. Shut up. No one. No one can ever tell you. No one. No one actually knows until the damn thing's over. And if they right, say yeah. they know, they're 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 full of ish. Dom, because that's not how it works. Yeah. Um, it's I like, speculate that yeah. this is a bubble. I would agree with Kev. I I, I would think mm-hmm. everything is going in uh, is a bubble. Um, and you know what? When the market, except for today, the markets are doing pretty good. Those stimulus checks are, they're drying up, but they're still out there. Yeah. Uh, it's easy for those things to say. If the mark, if, if the mark, if the financial world was, was a mess right now, um, and prices were going up and up. I think that would maybe show a little, you know, like that would actually show something. But I think everything's kind mm-hmm. of connected. And I know West Coast Scott right now is probably listening to this. He's like, these sons of bitches have no clue what they're talking about, or he thinks, or he 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 backs me a hundred percent. I I don't know which one it is right now. Um, hey, but- if you're West Coast Scott <laughs> and you want to say whether you back us or whether you think we're full of shit, give us a call at the GVM line. 201-730-2547. That and was like not even like a it's like, hey, hey, <laughs> you want to call the GVM line? Like that was like the most I mean Dom, I I'll just be honest with you. Like, like you know, I don't have the amount of uh belongings that Kev has that is tied to Who does? He, that is I'm sure a, muse- a museum I'm sure a museum somewhere, yeah. Um or, St- not wrong. or Stan Lee's estate. Uh, but you're not wrong, <laughs> but my point is like, yeah, man, like that's just like one, like that Mark Bagley Spider-Man drawing. I have a few more of his stuff in, in sleeves and I've had a few offers and I'm like, I don't think I can turn it down. So it's like, uh, I'm going to blow your mind, Mr. Mayhem. Do you know what I found in the unit today? I think I know what it is. So just go on and say it. No, you don't. Um, no, you don't. Oh. Cause I didn't tell anybody this. Oh, okay. Here's what I found today. A certain artist who I will mention as the culmination of this story did our show. 
He did an amazing book. He did a number of amazing books. He was a really well-respected artist, did our show, had a great, great time. I think did our show again at like a Comic-Con, like come over to the booth and did a few minutes with us kind of thing, or we went to him. It's either Ramita or, or Lee. What's that? Ramita or Lee? No, it was neither. Oh. So um, uh, we corresponded back and forth for a, a while after the fact. And he finally, I get a package in the mail one day and it is a beautiful Mr. Monty, like sketch of Batman. And it is signed to me. Kev had such a great time. You're a great guy, whatever it said. Darwin Cook. Huh. Yeah. So I know exactly what you're talking about. Not bad, Not bad right there. It's just, it's true, Dom. It's just the, the way the market has on. I'm having a little snack right now from starving. All right. Um, it, it's too enticing for absolutely everything and anything. I was looking at, like, today's my father's birthday. Happy birthday, Dad. Wanted Happy to get him. Birthday. Wanted to get him like some like little knickknack like some because he's he's. I mean, I like motorcycles. He is at a whole new level. I wanted to get him like like a few things like an old like an old Harley Davidson oil can from like the decades upon decades ago. Like from American Pickers, something like that. Yeah, no way. I'm not spending that kind of money on some of those things right now because people either want to hold on to them or they want to 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 jack the price up way too much. Yep. And that's if it doesn't get destroyed in shipping at the exact same time. So, yeah, no, I mean, it's, listen, I'm not, <laughs> I mean, c considering people can stay safe, it's always good maybe to do the flea markets in the garage to try to find something. You never know when someone's selling something they don't realize they have. That still happens in today's world, despite the, oh, yeah. despite no, the technology. No. I've heard so many stories. I, I have but, two words for you and sandwich. What's up? Toy Mike. No more toys. That's it. No That's more, more for sandwich than you, <laughs> yeah. but still. <laughs> but yeah, man. I mean, it's like I have this. I have this Hot Toys DeLorean that's sitting in my car. I'm going up on eBay. Hey. And you, uh, oh, oh. Well, look at that. He's interested. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, things have just just been absolutely bonkers, man. Absolutely bonkers. Um, for now. So, uh, you know what, boys? I, I think we're about ready. We can kind of end the show. Uh, after, yes. After venting about the, the markets, uh, the state yeah. of collectibles, and... Um, Big Kev's Geek Market Stuff Show. <laughs> that is right. God, I will Big say, Kev's Market Stuff. I will say, Facebook Marketplace, that's how you find a lot of good stuff. Easy and avoid, avoid a lot of uh, fees and stuff like that. So uh, attend, you can you can attend my TED Talk later. We'll, we'll discuss that a little bit more. <laughs> uh, but they, uh, check us out each and every week over at BigKevsGeekStuff.com. You can check us. No. No, you will not. Wow, it's been a very wow. long time. Very you want to edit that? No, I don't. I don't want to edit that. I don't want to edit that. Let's let let The streak has I mean, died. Technically, <laughs> yes. Because it bounces. It does bounce. It does bounce. But you know the what? Except TNG. I, I would. Yeah, men's and men's. I would have. I would have. Uh, I would have said that for the socials. Um, that's my. That's my fault because I just. We just made that little big Kev's market. Geek, yeah. Geek market stuff. Show stuff joke. Good lord. Check I'll us take responsibility out each and every week at geekstufftng.com. Are you sure? You can check. Bingo. Shut up. You can check us out uh, at our social medias on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at geekstufftng. 
You can find me online as Monty's Mayhem, M-O-N-T-E-S-M-A-Y-H-E-M. On the Facebook, the Instagram, the Twitters, the Snapchat, um, the PayPal. I mean, yeah, you can find me and uh, donate as you will. Uh, Big Kev, sir. <laughs> Uh, you you would theoretically be able to find me on the Xbox uh, Nation as Big Kev GS. However, I haven't been on for over a month now because I'm on the East Coast. Although my Xbox is here with me, uh, I have not had three seconds to do anything with it. So, um, Otherwise, you can find me at BK Geek Stuff pretty much everywhere else. But definitely check out our Facebook uh, Geek Stuff TNG, where we post a lot of things. We post a lot of things over there. So Mucho there you things. go. Dom. And you can find me on Instagram and Xbox One at Fat Dumbledore. F-A-T-D-O-M-B-L-E-D-O-R-E. And I'm thinking about Twitch. I'm thinking about Twitch a little bit. I think Sandwich, sandwich TNG. Sandwich underscore TNG. I think you should. I think that's... Uh... I, I I don't do scary games. I'm thinking about buying a scary game and live streaming myself screaming about it. Oh my god, wow. that would be great, bro! I that would, would so, be funny. I would so tune into that. Uh, every... I have to figure out the logistics of it, but I'm thinking about it. <laughs> the scare witch, <laughs> the frightened I, witch. I'm all about that for for absolute sure. Uh, and with that, big Kev, sandwichcraft. <laughs> with that uh mr monty and mr sandwich we will uh bring this episode of geek stuff tng episode 635 the one we called kev actually is a fan of mark millar to a close uh the way we end some shows by saying good night og wherever you are and on that note, we cue the music. What is happening, Big Apple? You know who's in the building. Or like, on the building. Alright, anyone? Huh? I'm a bookworm, nosebleed. Some nerd with cold feet. Intern, lab rat, hazmat. Broke geek, my line of work can be lonely. Living large, you know that I won't be. I don't like risk, I take no leaps, and I hate heights. Vertigo, see? I got no friends, that means no peace. Great A's, zero trophies. So do bills, I got no cheese, but I got tricks up both sleeves. Aunt May says I'm so sweet, can't say that she knows me. Stay on good terms with this bookworm, or it's your turn for a nosebleed. You ready, arachnophobes? Line up the cast, I'll snap your bones. Crack my knuckles and wrap my knuckles and bash his gun and crack some jokes. Got your kick. Spin back to vote, snag a selfie, tag and post, snap a shot in an action pose, and I'm swagged out like a fashion show. Whoa, better respect me, dude. If you haven't already, then check the suit. Count the legs on my chest, you'll never forget that income my net is you. Give me attitude, then I'll swing it back at you. I'll left you head over heels, your thugs are mud, it's what you'll be dragging through. How many people can say they struggle to juggle a girlfriend? Tommy. A career and a family. We're trying to counter the world's end. I got plenty of enemies, take them to court. That's a typical day in New York. I kind of feel like a superhero. But what can I say? I'm a dog. You know what comes with this great
my genetic mutation, now I'm acrobatic and fine. I kinda look strapping at times, but under the mask, you'll find I'm relatable. Aside from the fact that I'm leaving a web everywhere, but it's biodegradable. When I'm on food, I'm in rare form. I prefer to throw fish when I'm airborne. I got spidey things that's getting me ready. There's nothing I'm never prepared for. I'm the pain train for these gang bangers. I'll take the reins when you face danger. I'll hang them out to dry from a skyscraper. I float like a butterfly, but forget stingers. No need for venom, a web slinger. I never seen or heard a Peter Parker. Bet he's a dead ringer. Check that your enemies aren't your friends. This one is for Uncle Ben. Who needs the Avengers when I can get my own revenge? You know what comes with this great So 